The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. O'Neill, Professor of Biochemistry at Trinity College in Dublin. And first of all, we want to talk about the silicon chip inside your head. Good line, Pat. Very good line. Yes, yeah. exactly. Uh, Elon Musk last week announced they've achieved this in humans. They've stuck a, a chip inside someone's head that can pick up brain waves and send it by Wi-Fi to a computer. That's the real advance, actually, because they've been doing this for a while. So now this chip can pick up a brain signal yeah. and by Wi-Fi connect to a computer. And it's the, they think it's the first step in this direction of connecting the brain to devices remotely. Yeah. So... What then? I mean, yeah. can you look at a screen because it's connected by Wi-Fi to the chip in your head and uh, just think uh, a sentence, for example, and it'll type it? That's that's most extreme. Yeah, he's calling it telepathy, by the way, is the name for this device. So what he wants is to think and then you'll see text appear on a screen, maybe. Very useful for people who can't speak, if I've had a stroke, so that's one application. But the immediate application is people who've got uh, paralysis. And they can think about moving, connect to a prosthetic limb, and then that will move. That's the first application. Yeah. Musk himself has said that'll be the very first application. And I know they're far away from that at the moment, but this is the first step in that direction, yeah. is the idea. Um, the, the, the idea being some people who are paralysed but still have their limbs and maybe they get on exercise bikes and the exercise bike actually moves the muscles to keep muscle tone and so on. So they, they have the ability to move, yep. but the brain's not connected. But there might be a bit of the spinal cord still intact, connected to the legs, and maybe... There might, precisely. And last May, Pat, and we discussed this before in Switzerland, they've done this kind of, with, with a, a thought of moving, connecting to the spinal cord, and then leg movement happening in a paralysed man. And the man could stand up, actually, and walk, incredibly, just by thinking about it, you see. Yeah. And that, that wasn't by Wi-Fi, that was a direct link to an undamaged part of a spinal cord. So in other words, this is going on at the moment. The advance here, can you imagine if you can do it by Wi-Fi? You think, and your brain interprets that as, I want to move my leg. Yeah. The device so, can detect that and then move the leg is what where so, this is headed. So, I mean, the chip can be tiny, obviously, but how is it connected to the brain? Yeah, ro- robotics was used but to connect it because it's a very small chip and it's very elaborate surgery, first of all. And there were a thousand wafer-thin threads if you can believe it, thread it into this guy's cerebral cortex. And these little threads then could pick up the brain activity and then relay that by Wi-Fi to a computer. Bluetooth was used, actually, I think, to, to connect. So it's a strange enough device in a way, these tiny little threads going down the track. Sure. Now, now, the big question is, Pat, we haven't seen the data. It's, it's Elon Musk making a press statement, you see, as often happens. We'd love to see the data. Is it safe? Those sorts of questions will, will come up now. But of course, if you're paralysed, and by the way, as you and I discussed, who was the person who volunteered? It probably was some with paraplegia who wants... Yeah, whose life like is pretty dismal Precisely. and they yeah. figure yeah. it's worth a shot. It's worth a shot. And, and look, and I, from Musk's statement, you would be optimistic. It must be pretty safe already. You know? And now, now it seems to work. So that's, that's where the, the now, excitement came from. Uh, maybe. People already have implants, don't they? They do, yeah. In fact, it's a whole business, really. It's, it's called brain-computer implants. And uh, the best example is cochlear implants, which can be put into your, your, your brain and, and then can sense, you know, your sense of hearing can be restored with these cochlear implants. And again, that, that's like an artificial ear, I guess, connecting into your brain. And that's very useful for deaf people, for example. And that, that's now available. There's 200,000 people already with some kind of brain implant, okay. the, the cochlear one being the main one. And the second one then, Pat, is uh, for Parkinson's, deep brain stimulation. Again, that's an implant that can stimulate the brain and that's a second use and again these things are still a bit experimental Uh, it's also been used for depression a brain implant and in my area to stimulate the vagus nerve now the vagus nerve if you activate it can be anti-inflammatory interestingly and control the immune system it's a bit experimental as well but still there's loads of people trying to get the brain to be activated in specific ways to have some kind of useful output. I'm always on about the law of unintended consequences on this programme because often in the political arena they don't, don't think things through. 
But in this case, I was thinking last night, uh, okay, this is great. You've got this chip which can talk to the computer and AI. Suppose the computer's talking back. Now, it's a two-way process, so yeah. I can make you do things. Well, this is the next concern, and that is possible as well. Now, again, we get into the realm of science, science fiction in the end. But if this chip can send a signal from your brain to a computer, why can't a computer send a signal back yeah. to the chip? And then something might happen in your brain. And amazingly, Pat, what Musk is kind of talking about is, you might think, you know, have a question, and you think the question, that goes to your computer, finds the answer and sends it back to your brain, and now you answer the so question. So you've got Dr. Google in your brain. Exactly. Dr. Google in the brain is a good analogy. And in fact, Musk himself is saying he wants a Fitbit in your brain, first of all, and you might get a smartphone in your brain. Now, can you imagine if this comes true, Pat? That would mean the end of pub quizzes, you see, <laughs> Or, or exams, a student could ask the computer a question by Wi-Fi, and the answer goes back to the brain, and now they answer the question. Now, this isn't beyond the bounds of possibility, by the way. They're really discussing this in real terms. The trick is, of course, interpreting the brain waves to get the question into a state that the computer can answer and then send it back to trigger the response. But this is where this is headed eventually. You know? mm. Imagine if someone hacked your brain chip, says a listener, and started moving you about. That's the big worry. The, the ethics of this is, is concerning for definite. <laughs> so because so you, you rub the bank and you go before the judge it was my chip what made me do it yeah, well, that's I was exactly hacked. right well Pat the analogy is the Borg remember in Star Trek the Borg were connected yeah. through this system you know and as I said Elon Musk maybe said resistance is futile because that, that was the line for the Borg so there's all these ethical now this has come up by the way as, as you'll yeah. see on, on, online discussions about Musk's announcement about ethical, ethical concerns about mm. this that's definitely a concern now the other uh, topic that has uh, come across the desk this morning is that Viagra has uh, an a completely unexpected potential Striking. side effect. I saw this this morning, Pat, and I, I nearly fell off my seat. Is the best way to put it. So now I follow Viagra. Followed it as a pharmaceutical for many years. It was discovered, as you may remember, for angina initially. Then was shown to have effects on erectile dysfunction. A multi-billion-dollar drug, of course, for Pfizer, made in Ring of Skitty, yeah, course, the Pfizer Riser. Yeah, yeah. And now a group in London, in the journal Neurology, are saying if you take Viagra. You will decrease your risk of Alzheimer's by 18%. Now, when I read that, I thought, oh, that's not that interesting. 18% decrease yeah. of risk wouldn't be a huge number, but still, it's statistically 18. Eight, is one, one, eight, five, yeah. one eight. Now, but secondly, and more importantly, the more Viagra you take, the lower the risk goes up. So, in other words, people who are taking up to 50 prescriptions per year, there was a 44% decreased risk of Alzheimer's. That's a substantial decreased risk, and that's what's causing the excitement. So, there's a dose, what we call a dose dependency in this. Mm-hmm. The more you take, the lower the risk. Now, the problem with this is its correlation is one issue you know maybe people who take Viagra do something else that helps their their, their brains and I don't mean um, sexual activity because that would be tied to this something else might be in them so we don't know what they're proposing now Pat is to do a clinical trial because the trouble is this is retrospective in women, right? So if women show a protective effect with Viagra, then there's something going on and that okay. might make it more believable. But certainly it was 260,000 people that were studied. That's an awful lot of people. Sure. So, so the statistics are pretty robust on this one. So it's very but, interesting. But if, if people are taking a lot of Viagra, I mean... Uh, it could be quite uncomfortable for the it lads. Could be, it could be uncomfortable, yeah. And, and what I like is that there is a possible mechanism, Pat. So what Viagra does is, in case you don't know, it increases blood flow to a certain yeah. part of your anatomy and you get lift off, to put it that way. Right? Mm. But it might also increase blood flow to the brain and that might help clear the plaque. So there's, there's a rationale, you see, behind how it might work. Okay, actually just more fluid through more the... More fluid through the brain. Yeah. But, but it just as, washes as, as, it away. It washes it away. That, that's not unreasonable as a hypothesis. Now, of course, they're, they're talking about a trial. What, what's good, Pat, is it's already approved as a drug anyway. It's safe. You yeah. can get it over the counter now. Viagra is extremely safe as a drug, by the way. And now maybe they'll do a big trial and show it slows down Alzheimer's, which should be a very useful thing for us all, really. Mm. Two extraordinary stories this morning. Luke O'Neill, Professor of Biochemistry at Trinity College in Dublin. 
The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk.